0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 660 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And was all set, all prepared to come on here and talk about you know, the best and worst case scenarios for what I believe will be the Rangers' third line. And to kind of spoil a future episode, I think it's going to be uh, Barclay, Goodrow, Philip Heedle, and Vitaly Krasov. Going to have a lot to say about those three players whenever we end up doing that episode. Uh, But, you know, every now and then you got to call an audible. And I think when uh, the news breaks from Larry Brooks, as well as our friend Anthony Scultori of Forever Blue Shirts, that Nils Lundqvist has asked for a trade from the New York Rangers and is unlikely to report to training camp, you got to adjust on the fly. Like I said, call a little bit of an audible and uh, we'll shift our attention to that. And there's obviously a lot to talk about here as well. Um, And I got to give a special shout-out to Anthony Scultori. For starters, once again, friend of the show. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. We'll definitely have him back on here in the future, uh, maybe sometime before the season starts. But, you know, he kind of saw the writing on the wall and had an article at the beginning of August where he openly wondered, you know, where exactly does Nils Lundqvist fit in with this team the way things currently stand? And he also, uh, back in February, an article that he had back in February, he ID'd Nils Lundqvist, as one of the Rangers' top trade chips at that time, which it's easy to see where he's coming from, you know, because again, you've got, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in greater detail, but when you look at the Ranger depth chart right now, I don't have to tell you guys, I mean, you guys follow this team, but you've got on the right side, Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, and now Braden Schneider, they're all holding it down. There just doesn't seem to be any room for Nils Lundqvist when you consider that, you know, Fox's Uh, one of the absolute best defensemen in the world. Jacob Truba is now the team captain. They're both locked up long-term. And Braden Schneider uh, making the most of his opportunity last season and really establishing himself, uh, I think, as somebody who is going to be penciled into this Ranger lineup for probably the foreseeable future here. So you see uh, where the issues come in when it comes to the Rangers trying to figure out a way to squeeze Lundqvist into the lineup. And also, this came uh, from a tweet from Anthony. Uh, Lundqvist's agent is Claude Lemieux, and he said that uh, they actually requested a trade last season when Nils Lundqvist was sent down by the Rangers to the Hartford Wolfpack. How many different Rangers have now requested a trade after being sent down to Hartford? You know, someone ought to tell these guys that it's not necessarily a death sentence. You can come back from this. I mean, I get the frustration to a certain extent. And, of course, he gets sent down, you know, prove everybody wrong and get back up there as soon as he can. But, man, I mean, just go back to work and and fight your way back up there. Um, Anyway, Nils Lundqvist, I kind of just take it from the top here and just kind of, uh, you know, talk about how he came into becoming a New York Ranger to begin with. Uh, He was drafted in the first round by the Rangers back in 2018. He went number 28 overall to the Rangers in that draft. Uh, He is now 22 years old, 5'10", 187 pounds. Last season, Nils Lundqvist actually made the Rangers opening night roster. The interesting thing was that he was not active for this team on opening night. The Rangers opened with a road game against the Washington Capitals. And, you know, I think maybe some fisticuffs were expected nothing ever really happened. You know, we were coming off the whole Tom Wilson insanity from the previous season. There weren't any fights in that game, I don't think. And if there were, you know, uh, Reeves and Wilson did not fight each other and they were not involved in any other fights either. Um, But the bottom line is they scratched Nils Lundquist for that game in favor of, wait for it, Jared Tenorti. Yeah, Jared Tenorti was out there on opening night. Nils Lundquist wasn't. But after that night, uh, Lundquist was occasionally healthy scratch for the Rangers, uh, you know, in the forthcoming days and weeks uh, going forward after that game, but he, for the most part, was playing pretty much night in and night out. He was out there far more often than not uh, before he was ultimately sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. And, In 25 games with the Rangers this past season, one goal, three assists. He was a plus four in that time. With the Hartford Wolfpack, Lundqvist skated in 34 games, scored three goals, had 12 assists. He was a minus nine. Now, I didn't get to watch a ton of Hartford Wolfpack games this past season. The Rangers keep me plenty busy, uh, but there were several reports out of, you know, Hartford, pretty much anybody that covers the Rangers and or the Hartford Wolfpack, where Lundqvist was scuffling down there quite a bit. So that obviously didn't really bode well for his, Chances of being called back up. And when Brayden Schneider pretty much hit the ground running, it kind of sealed his fate that, you know, no, we weren't going to see any more of uh, Nils Lundqvist uh, this past season, you know, barring an injury of some kind, of course. Um, as far as, you know, where he stands, as far as his contract is concerned, Nils Lundqvist is on the second year of his entry-level deal, pays him 925 k per season at the NHL level, uh, and then he will be a restricted free agent in 2024-2025. So Chris Drury and the Ranger front office, they're under no obligation to, you know, adhere to his trade request. They don't have to trade him. And we've seen times in the past where, you know, certain players request trades, whether it's, uh, Elias Anderson or Vitaly Kravtsov or Alex Georgiev, he doesn't necessarily just, you know, trade somebody because they want to be traded. Although it sounds like, you know, per this report from Larry Brooks that the Rangers are, uh, I believe the term he used was they're making an accelerated push to try to trade him, uh, before training camp begins. And possibly the reason for that is that, you know, Chris Jury? he might see the writing on the wall, too, where, okay, we've got three great defenses on the right side, Fox, Truba, and uh, Schneider, and the the longer I wait to trade this guy, and the more he just, you know, sits in Hartford and, and plays with the Wolfpack, and he can't crack this NHL roster, the less leverage I'm going to have, because if you have this former first-round pick, but you will not play him at the NHL roster, then sooner or later, you know, your leverage is going to take a little bit of hit, in trade talks because, you know, teams that are looking to acquire him can say, okay, well, this guy is so great. What's he doing on your AHL team, you know, for, for the majority of uh, his, his career here? So I think that probably is is the reason why Drury would look to get a deal done sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll see if anything can come to fruition here before training camp starts. Again, you know, Lundqvist and his camp have said that uh, he's not planning on reporting to training camp. I guess never say never, but I would imagine they'll probably stick to their guns there. Uh, And it's interesting because it kind of reminds me of last year's training camp. Lundquist was part of what was really the only roster spot battle on the New York Rangers. And you think, you know, the Rangers are a young team and, you know, there's a lot of spots up for grabs. That wasn't really the case going into this past season. Most of the jobs were spoken for. Uh, The one spot that was open was that sixth and final defenseman spot. And the battle was really coming down to just two people. And that would be Lundquist himself, as well as Zach Jones. And Lundquist ended up uh, winning that position battle and making the opening night roster, whereas Jones was sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. And, you know, uh, excuse me, uh, Lundqvist, he ends up, again, just playing in the 25 games for the Rangers this season. Uh, Zach Jones played in just seven games for the Rangers this past season after playing in 12 the season before. But if we're kind of comparing and contrasting the two of them, and I realize it's a fairly small sample size for both of these players, but I liked what I saw from Zach Jones more... Than what I saw from Nils Lundquist. And, you know, forget about stats because, again, it's just too small of a sample size to really get too worked up about it. Just the eye test, just watching them go about their business, just watching, you know, which player looks more poised, looks more confident, looks like he's ready for prime time more so than the other one. I would say that would be Zach Jones over Nils Lundquist. Lundquist, at times, it just looked like the game was moving kind of fast on him. Uh, There were times where, you know, he was caught out of position just didn't seem like he was ready for the physicality of the NHL. Not that him or Zach Jones, either one of them, are these towering, ultra-physical defensemen. But I don't know. Lundquist, you just watch him. You watch the body language. You watch him go about his business, shift by shift by shift. It just didn't seem like he was all the way there yet. Whereas Zach Jones, you know, he played, again, uh, 10 games with the Rangers at the end of the 2020-2021 2020-2021 season, there were times where he was out there paired off with Adam Fox. You know, the Rangers kind of shuffled the deck a little bit toward the end of that season. And I thought Jones, for the most part, did a nice job with the team that season. It was a very small sample size. There were a couple of hiccups here and there. But to me, you asked me straight up which one of these guys looked more ready for prime time in the relatively small sample size that we saw from each of them. I would say Zach Jones there. And the other advantage that Zach Jones has in his favor, you know, if there's going to be another position battle, if Nils Lundqvist is still here, and you've got guys like Lundqvist and uh, Zach Jones, May Matthew Robertson, a couple other guys, gunning for that sixth and final defenseman spot. The other thing that Jones has firmly working in his favor is that he plays the left side. And guess where the Rangers have an opening? Well, that would be the left side. Because again, we've already covered this. We've got three uh, you know, very, very good defensemen, if not elite defensemen, playing the right side. Now, could Lunquist move to the uh, from the right side to the left side and figure it out there and be a you know a contributor for this Ranger team it's possible but again I, I think Jones already has the leg up when you consider that he's on his natural side Lunquist is not uh, we're gonna continue talking about you know every aspect of uh, this trade request from Nils Lunquist including what the Rangers could look to get and uh, in, in return excuse me for Nils Lundqvist. we'll do all that in just a second but first I just want to let everybody know Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline.net is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including the nhl mlb mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts All right. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. So I think I might have misspoke just a second ago. I just want to correct myself real quick here. Uh, I mentioned the total amount of games played for Zach Jones. I think I was just off. Uh, Jones played 10 games with the Rangers at the end of the 2020-2021 season. And then this past season, he got 12 games with the Rangers. I think my numbers were slightly off there. Uh, in those games combined, for anybody wondering, no goals, six assists, and a minus nine. Uh, was not perfect, but like I just said a couple minutes ago, I thought Zach Jones, to me, at least looked a little bit more prime for, you know, the big lights of New York City than did Nils Lundqvist. You guys can chime in and let me know what you think. That's just the eye test. I don't really have any advanced metrics or anything to back it up. Just watching them go about their business and play hockey for this New York Ranger team, uh, Zach Jones, to me, looked uh, more ready to go than did Nils Lundqvist. But to kind of keep it rolling here, um, you know, I can't help but think about some of the contemporaries of Nils Lundqvist when it comes to a situation like this. And, you know, I don't want to bash Nils Lundqvist because, look, he played 25 games with the Rangers, didn't really do so great with them, and as a result, he was sent out to the Hartford Wolfpack and probably rightfully so. Definitely rightfully so when you consider what Brayden Schneider did once he got the opportunity. But, you know, I look at this, uh, this roster for the Rangers right now. This team is basically chock full of young defensemen who took advantage of an opportunity to play. And, you know, Adam Fox, I mean, he he's an example of that. He was always gonna find a spot in the lineup. You know, the Rangers traded two second round picks to get him. They always had big plans for Adam Fox, and uh, I think sooner or later he was always going to be penciled in to this Ranger lineup, and of course, as we mentioned, now an elite defenseman in this league, but man, you look at guys like Ryan Lindgren, Ke'Andre Miller, Braden Schneider. you know, all these guys had to earn their keep, Uh, Ryan Lindgren, you know, established himself as just a hard-nosed throwback defenseman, and you know, even he was sent back down to Hartford briefly after playing with the Rangers, didn't whine about it, didn't complain about it, didn't ask for a trade or anything like that, just worked his way back up, and once he got a second chance... And, you know He played well in the first opportunity that he had with the Rangers. It was just kind of a numbers game where somebody came back from being injured and he had to be sent back down. I don't remember who it was. But bottom line, Lindgren was eventually called back up. And at this time, you know he was so good, they were never going to send him back down to the Wolf Pack ever again. So uh, he took advantage. Uh, Ke'Andre Miller, he made the opening night roster for the Rangers two years ago. And I remember he had a really rough opening night performance. You know The Rangers played the Islanders that night and they lost. They got shut out. I think the final score was 4 to nothing. and Miller was really shaky. Not that it really mattered. The entire Ranger team played poorly that night, but man, Miller, I mean, almost immediately, a complete 180. I'll never forget, you know, within the first 10 games that season, the Rangers are playing the Penguins, and Miller is shadowing Sidney Crosby behind the Ranger net, and Crosby's going this way, and he's going that way, and just cannot get away from Ke'Andre Miller, and then Miller eventually knocks Crosby off the puck, skates away with the puck, and Sidney crosby has been mad at him ever since. So uh, Miller, you know, again, basically other than a shaky opening night, hit the ground running for this team, and is on the verge of superstardom. And then you've got Braden Schneider, who, again, you know, he got the opportunity last year. Now, look, he had some, you know, moments every now and then where he kind of reminded you that he was a rookie, you know, he'd turn over the puck or whatever it might be, get caught out of position. But this guy established a physical tone, looked like he belonged right away, and looked like the guy that, you know, for the year he was drafted in 2020— a lot of scouts are saying that this guy has as safe of a floor as any player in this draft class, and I think we're seeing that because he's already you know, a bona fide NHL defenseman. I don't think there's any chance that Braden Schneider is going anywhere. Uh, he's going to be a big part of this Ranger team this upcoming season. But I mention all this because it just seems like recently at least, Nils Lundqvist, and I guess maybe Zach Jones to a lesser extent, but mostly Nils Lundqvist was the one guy that just was not quite able to take advantage of the opportunity the way that some of his peers were, some of the guys that I just mentioned. Um, doesn't mean that again, he, he's not going to have a good future in this, in this league. Doesn't mean that, you know, he's doomed to be a first round bust or anything like that. But, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about Lundquist asking for a trade if he, you know, hit the ground running in the same way that some of his peers did. And I realize it's a little bit unfair, but at the same time, is it really unfair? Because, you know, we saw once again, guys like Miller and Schneider and Lindgren, all these guys had to earn their keep and they all did it by, once again, pretty much hitting the ground running. Nils Lundqvist just wasn't able to do that. Um, I mentioned not too long ago that, you know, one path of playing time for Nils Lundqvist could be if he moves to the left side. He's naturally a right defenseman, but there is that opening on the left side That's really the only opening as far as defensemen are concerned for the Rangers. But you look at the depth chart right now and the guys that are, you know, prospects and could be coming along, there's serious competition. I already mentioned Zach Jones. You know, those two were neck and neck last season in the uh, training camp as well as the preseason. Matthew Robertson is somebody that I think a lot of Ranger fans should keep an eye on because he's somebody that the Rangers really seem to like. Big defenseman, uh, plays kind of uh, an old school style, you know, big, tough, physical guy. Some offensive skills, but for the most part, I I think Robertson is known more as a stay-at-home defenseman. And he was Braden Schneider's former defense partner in Hartford. They were the top pairing there. And Robertson is said to have a similar skill set as Braden Schneider, at least somewhat similar. Um, You know, you could even throw Libor Hayek in there. I I realize that's not exactly uh, an exciting name among most Ranger fans. And I, I think the Rangers at this point with Hayek, they're looking at him as kind of the seventh defenseman. I don't see... Uh, You know, Libor Hayek being somebody that's going to be in the lineup night in and night out. And I don't think the Rangers see that either. He's there as kind of just, uh, you know, insurance. If somebody gets hurt um, and you need to plug in Hayek for a game or two, whatever it might be, uh, you can do that. Uh, But I don't think they see him as somebody that's a real threat to, you know, take the sixth defenseman job and run with it. That won't happen without him having just a ridiculously good training camp and a ridiculously good preseason. But then you've got some other guys. You know, Hunter Skinner, he is also a homegrown prospect for this Ranger team. Uh, You've also got Ty Emberson. Admittedly, I don't know as much about him as a lot of the other Ranger defensemen, but he came over in the Patrick Nemeth trade. The Rangers sent two second-round picks to the uh, Coyotes along with Nemeth, and they got Ty Emberson in return as part of the return package in that trade. So, yeah, there's a lot of names there, and it just feels like Lundquist— really has his work cut out for him as far as, you know, potentially securing a spot on this roster. And that's even more true when you consider that he got the chance last year, just was not quite able to take advantage of it. Um, We are going to get to a couple other aspects of this potential trade of Nils Lundqvist, including what the Rangers could expect to receive in in a trade, you know, what they might get back for him. I think anybody expecting the Rangers to you know, package Nils Lundqvist for Patrick Kane. You probably want to pump the brakes a little bit. I I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll talk about what could be a realistic return for Nils Lundqvist. And uh, also going to talk about, you know, just the entire concept of giving up on a first-round pick uh, this fast. I can understand, you know, especially with Lundqvist demanding a trade, why the Rangers are doing it, but it's nothing to sneeze at either when you give up on a first-rounder after he plays just 25 games with your team. And we're going to get into all that good stuff in just a second. All right. So as I was just talking about, we're going to go ahead and basically just talk about, you know, the just general concept of giving up on a first round pick. I mean, I say giving up. They're not entirely giving up. They sort of are if they trade Nils Lundquist, but at least in this situation, you can understand where the Rangers are coming from because it all goes back to what I was talking about earlier. The fact that once again, the Rangers have Fox, Truba, and uh, Schneider on the right side. And probably somebody else is going to play the third-pairing left defenseman spot that is seemingly the only opening to playing time for Nils Lundqvist. But, you know, just to kind of go back, you know, I mentioned that uh, Lundqvist was a first-round draft pick, number 28 overall, back in 2018. It was an interesting first round for the Rangers that season because they actually had three first-round picks, and Lundqvist was the third of those three first-round picks. The first pick that the Rangers made was number nine overall. That would be Vitaly Kravtsov, who— I mean, you can basically write a book about everything that's happened between him and the Rangers so far, and he's only played 20 games with them, and you guys know what I'm talking about. We don't need to open that can of worms today, but, you know, earlier this—not to go on too much of a tangent here, but earlier this offseason, I was talking about, you know, Vitaly Krassoff, and I, I think there's a really good chance he's going to get traded before opening night. I don't think that's going to happen now. You know, Kravtsov is back with the Rangers. He's cost-controlled. You know, just making 800K this upcoming season was a former first-round pick. The Rangers are going to try to get what they can get out of him, and hopefully, you know, he comes back with a good attitude and everything works out nicely. We will have to just wait and see there. Uh, And then later in the first round, that same season— At number 22 overall, the Rangers selected Keandre Miller. So uh, that was a heck of a pick there. And obviously Miller has already made his mark with this Ranger team. And then, of course, they pick uh, Nils Lundqvist at number 28 overall. That was a pick, by the way, that belonged to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that came to be the Rangers pick as a result of uh, that wonderful trade that sent JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to Tampa Bay. But um, as far as, you know, just giving up on Nils Lundqvist, I mean, it's... Very early in the game to do that because you know he is a, a very good offensive defenseman, he has an elite shot, is a very good passer as well. Uh, before he came to the Rangers, he actually uh, won the award in the SHL for the best Swedish born uh defenseman in the league. And during that season, he pretty much lit up the score sheet. He ended up with uh, let's see, where is it here? He ended up with 32 points in 52 games, uh, did a heck of a job there. And, um, you know, that obviously shows the kind of skill that he does have. But, again, it just comes down to opportunity for playing time, which there just doesn't seem to be for Nils Lundqvist right now on this Ranger team. As I mentioned, I think Drury wants to kind of strike while the iron's hot. He doesn't want Nils Lundqvist to just rot in Hartford for all these years and then try to trade him because by then you do lose some leverage. Um, As far as what the Rangers could Potentially expect to get any trade for Nils Lundqvist. As I said just a couple minutes ago, I don't think this is going to be some blockbuster trade where the Rangers package Nils Lundqvist and a bunch of other guys and a bunch of other draft picks and bring in like Patrick Kane or JT Miller. I just don't see that happening. I mean, it almost can't happen due to the current cap situation unless you trade somebody who's making a lot of money and everybody on this team who's making a lot of money is very important to the Rangers and or has a full no-move clause, so can't see anything like that happening. I get the feeling if there is a trade here, it could be a situation where, you know, Nils Lundqvist goes to a place where they have an opening for playing time, and somebody comes back to the Rangers who's in a similar situation that Nils Lundqvist is uh, currently, that being that there's just kind of a logjam, whether it's a defenseman Although, you know, trading for a defenseman kind of defeats the purpose of trading Lundqvist because you'll have the same problem. He he'll, There'll be a logjam and that guy won't be able to play. Um, so maybe there's like a center somewhere or a forward of some kind, a prospect of some kind that just, uh, it's not clicking with his current team. There doesn't seem to be a path of playing time. And maybe you just do like a one-for-one one kind of a deal there. I think more likely if Lundqvist is traded though, it's probably going to be a situation where it's for a draft pick. And as far as you know, what round it would be. I don't know. I mean, Lundqvist was drafted in the first round, but the one problem, we've already covered this, is that the Rangers right now don't really have a leg to stand on as it pertains to, you know, what they ask for in a trade for Nils Lundqvist because he's barely played in the NHL, and when he did, he didn't really play that great, and there were even times last year he was struggling at the AHL. So for me... If I'm a rival GM and I'm interested in Nils Lundqvist, I'm looking at this as a prime buy-low opportunity because Nils Lundqvist could still go on to have a great career for himself in the NHL. Uh, Only time will tell there. But as far as what the Rangers get, I mean, look, there's 31 other NHL teams. I think one of them would probably give the Rangers a second-round pick. I don't think that's unreasonable, you know, given the trades that we've seen over the past couple of years and what the going rate is for certain kinds of players. Um, I, I think a second rounder is at least within reason for the Rangers. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention also about um, the report from Larry Brooks, uh, I'm just going to read you, you know, just a, a sentence from that article. The Post has learned that general manager Chris Jury has been working with Lundquist agent Claude Lemieux in order to affect a trade to an organization in which the Swede would have a better opportunity to challenge for a top four spot and role as a power play quarterback. Good luck with that. I mean, look, Lundqvist, again, he, he's got a lot of potential. He's got that offensive skill that does not grow on trees when it comes to blue liners. But, you know, a lot of these players, whether it's, you know, Leah Anderson demanding a trade or, you know, Krasov wanting to be traded, whoever it might be over the years here, everybody wants to, like, you know, plant their flag in the ground and say, I want to be traded to this team over here, and I want to be a top six forward, or I want to be a top four defenseman, or I want to have a prominent role. I want to be on the top power play unit. I want to be out there when the game is on the... They have all these demands, and it's like, well, okay, I mean, you're going to have to work for that. You know, Nils Lundqvist, again, it's, he wants to trade. It is what it is. He hasn't done enough in the NHL where I think some team, unless it's like a rebuilding, frankly, bad team that just wants to do a little trial by fire, I don't think that somebody's just going to hand him a top four spot. Now, granted, in this article, it says that he wants to challenge for a top four spot, so that's a little bit more realistic. But the idea that, you know, again, guys, whether it's Anderson or Kravtsov or now Lundqvist, you know, they want to be traded to this team, and this is the exact role I want for myself. You got to earn it. You got to earn it in this league. Nothing is given out to you for free. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how this whole thing shakes out. I would imagine, you know, going by this report from Larry Brooks, he, once again, the the term that he used was that the Rangers are making an accelerated effort to try to trade Nils Lundqvist. So, We'll see if it comes to fruition. There could be something, by the time you're listening to this episode, maybe the trade has gone through. It's pretty late at night on Thursday, so I don't think anything's going to happen just yet. But if and when a trade goes through, we'll obviously break it down on here and uh, just kind of you know attack it from all angles and just do what we do here. Uh, That'll pretty much do it for today. This is also your daily reminder that Tyler Mott is still a free agent. We'll see how that shakes out. And the other thing I want to mention, fantasy hockey. You know, I've heard back from some old faces and some people that have played in the previous two seasons that want to come back for next season. I've also heard from some new faces as well. Uh, A reminder that we're also going to be moving everything over to ESPN this year. Uh, I just don't know what I'm doing on the Yahoo League. It just takes me forever to figure things out. ESPN, again, their Stanley Cup playoff coverage was less than perfect, shall we say, but I do like ESPN, uh, the website, when it comes to fantasy sports, and it just, I just get things done a lot faster there. So you can also, if you got an email from me about the league being renewed in Yahoo, just ignore it. I'm not going to do it. We're going to move to ESPN instead. Um, but again, if you played last year, all you got to do is DM me on Twitter or email me, and your spot will be secure. If you did not play last year, do the same thing, and we'll save your spot in line, and we'll do everything we can to get you into the fantasy league. Um, the other thing I want to mention, it is now September 1st, which means we have New York Ranger hockey this month. Now, granted, it is preseason hockey, but it's still going to be a lot of fun to you know, get our first look at the 2022-2023 New York Rangers, start figuring out who's going to play what role who's going to be on the power play, who's going to be on the penalty kill, who's going to be on this line, who's going to be on that line, who's going to make this team, all that good stuff. Going to be an absolute blast uh, going through the uh, preseason with you guys and uh, getting ready for the start of the regular season as well. Uh, the Rangers kick off the preseason Monday, September 26th at home against the New York Islanders. They actually play four exhibition games in five days that week. And the other thing I want to mention, I mentioned this in a recent episode as well, but there are also going to be two... I don't know if you want to call them scrimmages or actual games. I mean, they, they treat them like real games, um, but the Rangers are going to be playing the Flyers. It's going to be Ranger prospects against Flyers prospects. Those two games slash scrimmages will happen on Friday the 16th and Saturday the 17th. So that's actually our first form of Ranger hockey of some kind or another. And uh, whatever happens there, you know, we'll definitely talk about that and we'll see uh, which Rangers improve their stock during those two uh, games there against the Flyers. So definitely looking forward to that. A lot of fun stuff on tap for this month, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. Once again, that is at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. There are a lot of things that go on there that are YouTube exclusive, including a recent appearance that I did on Locked On NHL with Mr. Gilmarin. So once again, thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now for your second listen go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season, the local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.